Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio minus one. But a different minus one this week. This is true. It is Eric and Mike. Kylan is, well, he's cabinet on corn. He's on a field assignment, and we're kind of jealous. I I think it's something about Cobb on the... Corn dog on a stick? Oh, sorry, wrong. Cobb on the con, con on the cob, something like that. So It's a corny name like that. (laughs) Um, So hopefully Kyle will be back with us next week. But um, we got some breaking news to talk about before next week. Yeah. Disney has officially announced what their streaming service is called, and it will be called Disney Plus. And considering as plusing is a term that Disney uses, yes, I, I it's kind of a see what we did there. Fast Pass Plus, yeah, Paycheck Plus, um, plusing an attraction or resort, parking fees plus. Overnight parking fees plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, park tickets plus. Uh, well, Tom Hiddleston has officially confirmed Marvel's Loki is getting a TV show. Loki plus. I think this one's just Loki. Oh. Um, but to tie in with the Star Wars comics, they also announced too. Cassie and Andor's getting its own series as well. So could we get more K2SO as well? And I say that. I have be- to be in this show. The captain said so. And, and I mentioned that because that could potentially lead to more Cassian comics. Which I, could, that, I could stand seeing some. That could be cool. See more of the inner workings of the early spy network. Why not? That before and then eventually it just we know that the final thing leads up to right before rogue one yeah because the final issue almost writes itself but um well see that's the thing that i liked about the star wars comics back when marvel first had the had the job of doing it because that kept the story going in between 
<clears throat> right. Which is kind of what's happening. Well, it, it's kind of doing that now, even though the movies already exist. Right. But when I was a kid and collecting the Star Wars comics, I mean, that's kind of what kept me going between the movies. I mean, granted, it's about half a century later. Right. And we've got all these other distractions and ways that you can indulge your Star Wars fix or your Marvel fix in between movies. And uh, fans today don't really know, you know, appreciate that. But remember, Jackson's now canon. <laughs> Courtesy of Star Wars Adventures over from EAW or from IDW. Need I say it? <laughs> That's no ordinary rabbit. Uh, very, be very, very quiet. Hunting womp rats. Um. <laughs> oh God! Now I have these <laughs> mental images of Elmer Fudd in an Imperial uniform. <laughs> oh. Now witness the full destructive power of the space station. Fire at will, Commander. Uh. Elmer Fudd is Tarkin. And then all of a sudden, I sense Obi-Wan Kenobi. I will destroy him with my P-38 disintegrator. No, no, dude, dude. It was the Illudium Q-36 explosive space modulator. <laughs> Okay, we are tangenting like a high school geometry class. Let's move on. Anyway. Tell us more about the Loki TV show. Now, while there's a major change afoot in the MCU as we're heading towards Phase 4, there's a lot of people, I'd say we're included, that would still like to see more from existing characters. And, uh, of course, Disney and Marvel, with the help of Tom Hilston, confirmed that today with Loki. Uh, unfortunately, not a few... Th- there are very few details to share beyond the basic premise. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw the disclaimer out there now. Uh, a good chunk of our stories, not this one, but a good chunk of our stories tonight are coming from comicbook.com. Uh, this particular story is coming from GameSpot.com. Um, but as part of the con- the confirmation came as part of the broader announcement about Disney Plus, which is the official name of Disney's upcoming streaming service. Now, Bob Iger shared the news alongside along with the latest earnings report. Um, Disney Plus will debut in the U.S. sometime in the late 2019. Uh, so that could be September, October, November ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember, Disney's physical year runs October to September. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see it launch sometime in October of 2019 during the start of our of the Disney physical year. Be the right time to do it. Um, now, it's unsure when the show is going to debut or how many episodes it will consist of. I'm going to guess 10 since that's how many episodes we're getting of Mandalorian. Possibly. Um but hey, we're gonna get more Loki with Tom Hiddleston. And I guarantee you there there are people listening to this podcast or reading that article and just going blah 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 more Loki. Blah 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 more Loki. And you know, I'm totally okay with that. Yep. Now Because I do all right, I'm gonna ask you this question and just straight off the top of your head, be honest. Do you think that the Marvel cinematic universe 
would be as popular as it is if Loki weren't a part of it. Um, if the Tom Hiddleston Loki had not been a part of it. I don't know. I know the Thor series wouldn't have been as popular because I know many, many people, including myself, who call Thor Dark World Loki 2 because pretty much he's Hiddleston stole Thor. Well, here's the thing. Yes, pretty. It's it's pretty much been Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, the central, the the central figure, the linchpin of the MCU. Right. But and you can make an argument that Chris Evans as Captain America is like this the you know parts one and B, you know part one A part one B. Right. But name me another character that has had more impact than either one of them. Another character outside of Stark and Cap. I'm, I am, I'm not talking about plot-wise. I'm talking Just about impact f- Impact on the franchise. Uh, Loki, for sure. So that's what I'm saying. The only other we one talk all the time. No Go pun ahead. intended, Hulk. <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is we talk all the time about Cap and Tony. And with good reason, but you can't have the MCU as successful as it has been without Tom Hiddleston as Loki. True. You just, because imagine what had happened if they had tried to put in Ultron as the bad guy in the first Avengers movie. It it wouldn't have worked. Exactly. I mean, the the phase one was, uh, it it was the, the first impact of hashtag it's all connected. Yeah, we've had a little unraveling here and there since then, but and maybe I'm just looking at it through rose-colored glasses because we had never seen a franchise that was so interconnected before. Right. I mean, not from Star Wars, not from Star Trek. Dear God, not from Star Trek. Um, not anything before that. Such dis such totally separate movies all happening together in the same universe. Yeah. You couldn't have ha- and, and Loki was Loki and the Tesseract was the, the the common thread in pretty much all of it. Right. Now Variety revealed and we've covered this before that there's also talks of a Scarlet Witch show uh which was supported to bring 6 to 8 episodes uh also a Winter Soldier Falcon show that we talked about last week. Um, and of course, that ought to be pretty good. And of course, Mandalorian coming from John Favreau, or as we also refer to him, John Favreau Fava Beans. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, Mandalorian's 10 episodes. If Scarlet Witch and you know, a few of the other characters that were talked about are six to eight episodes, then I say Loki, Winter Soldier, and Falcon, roughly six, I would say eight to ten episodes. I don't see why not. Yeah, I see why not either, because this is a great way to give some of the lesser characters, <laughs> lesser characters, those that are not in the spotlight as much. Right. Give them some airtime. Give them some some character development. I think that's it's it's a fantastic idea to use this. Oh yeah, and, and it, it's the same it's the same a- argument that I used when Daredevil first came to Netflix. I mean, there there's this a, is a perfect. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, 
Actually, I don't remember what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's a perfect format to showcase characters that may not get a whole lot of screen time in one movie or another. Or some that probably wouldn't get into a movie at all. Yeah. So, well, here here's the... Here, here's the fun part. The fan reaction um, ha- has has been interesting. Yeah. You know, again, announced Loki and Cassian. Um, like one person said, uh, at uh, Twitter name is Panda Jess. Loki and Cassian are both getting shows. Take my money. Take my money, Disney. And <laughs> uh, I'll just stop it there. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what the, the prevailing consensus opinion is going to be. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Loki is coming to collect our wigs in his new TV series. Okay. Um, the sun is shining on us again. <laughs> Being a Loki stan in this economy with a picture of Tom Hiddleston going, okay. Uh, the Loki series in, is in development and Tom Hiddleston will reprise his role. Me right now. It's a, it's a video of someone doing a happy dance. Well, there you go. Um, I journal, I'm journaling in the camp that hope hashtag Loki stream is post infinity war. Interesting. But counterpoint in a prequel, we would finally get the, the Friga we deserve. Sorry. I don't know that terminology. The Friga. Yeah. That's their mom, dude. Oh, Rene Russo. Gotcha. 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 I'm thinking it's been a long week. And for me, it's just starting over. Um, <laughs> let's see. Loki's finally going to be the main character in his own story. Be right back. I'm crying. Uh, well, hello. I'm not crying. You're crying. Where, where were you for, uh, Thor the Dark World? He was pretty much the main character in that one. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what time is the Loki show going to be set, though? Pre-Thor, like an origin story, pre-Avengers, so we see Thanos post-Dark World as an exploration of his rule. Post-A4, once he comes back to life, tell me. And then uh, the last comment, leaked footage of Loki's first scene from his upcoming solo scenes. And it's just rising up going, I live. <laughs> it's actually Mushu from Mulan. <laughs> I like that. So... Uh, I think that's one where you just, you, you got to wave that hand in front of your face and go, I can't see that. Mercy sakes, I'm getting the vapors. This is just a little bit too much for me. So. No, I, here's, here's my guess. I'm going to go ahead and make this call. This is Thursday evening, November the 8th. And we have just heard this news earlier today. I'm going to predict that he does come back to life in Avengers 4. This first season it, it is going to be taking place at that point. Interesting. Because you say this is late 2019. Yep. Infinity War's already. So it is. Infinity War's passed. Far From Home's yes. passed. Yes. Marvel has passed. Avengers 4, whatever the title is, that man is playing Galaga. No, he said it wasn't in an Avengers movie, didn't he? Yep. So that can't be that well, can't be the name. I wish it had. No, but. I I don't actually. I think all he said was it has been said in a previous movie. Okay, I could have sworn they said it was not in an Avengers movie, 
Or maybe he said it was not in Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Okay. So, All right. So could we get the Avengers 4? I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave right. or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. Avengers 4, watching Super Nanny as you drool. Avengers 4, we will avenge it. No, I still like the that man is playing Galaga. Until somebody tells me different, that is going to be my title for it. That man is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. And and that love, is my love how they, title for Avengers 4. I love how they throw that little Galaga sound, sound effect in there. Did you catch that? Yes. Okay. I have spent a quarter or two on Galaga. <laughs> well, I've spent more than a quarter or two. Yeah. So I, because this is going to this is going to premiere in late 2019. Everything will be passed. Yep. So this is a perfect opportunity. They're keeping it close to the vest. They're not going to say what it's about. They don't need to say what it's about to get hyped. They just know. Oh, Tom Hiddleston, he's back. Okay, there we go. That's all we need. So. This is going to take place. He is going to. He, there is no Asgard to rule anymore. Right. This is basically going to be him wandering through the galaxy. Trying to, I don't know. Uh, so I, I view him sometimes as Starbuck from the old Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah. He's. He's good at what he does. He knows he's good at what he does, but he does. He's in it for himself. This is going to basically be his. He's freelancing, essentially. Right. That's how I think. That's how I see this is going to happen. I could be wrong, but I think that's going to be it. Could be. They're either going to go that route, or they're going to go before the first Thor movie. Right. When he's like on missions for Odin and for Asgard, before he's become full out villain and he's just mischief. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's still full out mischief, but yeah, like you said, before he goes full blown villain. So, but where else could we go with Avengers Affinity War? Well, I tell you, one person who would love to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Avengers Infinity War. That would be a man by the name of John Cena. I can't see him. You can't see him? I see what you did there. And uh, for those of you who don't know who John Cena is, I mean, should I even go this way? He he's a he's a uh, he's pro wrestler. He's an actor. He uh, he just he would love to be. Hang on. Okay, I'm sorry. The website I was pulling up decided to autoplay some video, and I really didn't want that music going on in the background. <laughs> uh, John Cena took to Twitter not too long ago and basically just put an image of Cap Shield out there. That's it. Because one thing, the prevailing theory is Chris Evans, you know, Avengers 4 will be his final time in the suit as Steve Rogers. Yep. Yeah. He says uh, he would love to be the next Captain America. 
Well, actually, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. Most of the public uh, has said it. Most of the public is, is basically asking it. So that's the question. Uh, you know, does he do it? And, uh, we want to thank our friend at Sorcerer Radio, Jeff, who, uh, he's, he's the host of the, uh, the news program over there, uh, DW60. And, uh, if you're listening to this on Sorcerer Radio, hey, you know that already. But, uh, he tagged both you and I on, on the story that he shared to Facebook. And, yeah. My first thought is, dear God, no, don't cast him as Steve Rogers. I wholeheartedly concur on this. Yeah. But I thought, you know, there is somebody else he would be perfect for. And that is a character by the name of John Walker. Yeah. Now, you probably have never heard that name, except unless you're like talking about Johnny Walker Red. But <laughs> that's completely different. Wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Walker is a character in the comics who, uh, the first time you see him, he is a kind of a Captain America wannabe. That's that's probably too harsh a term, but he was a character in a red, white, and blue star-spangled uniform. He was called the Super Patriot. Uh, he went through a process, uh, you know, created by a character called the Power Broker. Uh, he did this to compete in the Universal Class Wrestling Federation. Does that sound familiar? Huh? Yes. Huh? Does it sound familiar? Yes. Yeah. He said, but his agent at the time convinced him he should become a hero. He became the Super Patriot, and he uh, he he uh, killed a terrorist named Warhead who threatened to detonate a nuclear weapon in the midst of Washington D.C. and uh, Cap actually abandoned his title, he abandoned the role, abandoned the shield, abandoned the uniform, that sort of thing. And the Commission on Superhuman Activities, which was basically the the uh, the body that Steve reported to while working as an agent for the government, uh, they basically said, okay, well, Mr. Walker, here, you are the next Captain America. That, uh, the thing is though, he, uh, the, the process that he was part of, it was all employed by the Red Skull. Now this, uh, if I remember correctly, this was, this storyline was all happening in, uh, the late eighties, early nineties. I think it was the, uh, the mid three hundreds run of the Captain America title. I think so. Yeah. Wouldn't that also put it around the time that they were kind of introducing the, Iron Skull character as well, um, or is that later? I think that was later. Right. But this was a period in time where the Red Skull seemingly had died, but he came back. His consciousness was transferred into a clone body of Steve Rogers. So it rather, and he, and I, I remember seeing this this issue. I have this issue at home somewhere. Uh, he said, "I no longer live from one grand scheme to the next." The Red Skull said that. You know, it's like so he had all these different plans in work at the same time. Right. Like the power broker, the the process to enhance somebody's strength to become wrestlers and heroes and villains and all that was so the skull would have super powered operatives. And this is also where the resistance um, ultimatum, the watchdogs, all these groups were active 
and they were all under Red Skull's control. Uh, the scourges of the underworld as well. It was it was so many moving parts, and this was kind of actually my favorite incarnation of the skull. So, but anyway, uh, John Walker was Captain America for a while. He was uh, he can lift about ten tons, I think it was. So he's a whole lot stronger, but he's a whole lot more vicious, a whole lot more bloodthirsty, and he killed you know several people. <laughs> And this during this point in time, Steve reinvented himself with a red, white, and black version of his costume. So at the time, he was just called the Captain. Yep. He wasn't. Yeah. So issue number three fifty. I remember this is the exact issue where this happened, where Walker and Rogers fought. Cap put him down, and uh, Walker and Rogers both went to the commission. And that's basically where the commission fired Walker and said, you know, Rogers, you are the right guy for the job. So after that, uh, Walker seemingly died. But as it turns out, his death was faked. And he came back wearing Cap's red, white and black outfit. And they called himself the U.S. agent. And he had a he had a shield. It was a vibranium shield, pure vibranium. Which, if you're thinking, wait a minute, Cap Shield is pure vibranium. Well, in the comics, no, it's not. It's an alloy of vibranium and adamantium. The U.S. Agent Shield was just pure vibranium. So this is the, the thing about this guy, though. If you look at him in the comics, and then you look at pictures of John Cena, they are very similar. Yeah. If if Walker was not such an older character. I would have almost accused Marvel of basically making John Cena his a character and calling him John Walker. Yeah, I could easily have seen that. But I mean, I'm not going to go over his whole history, but he is he has been with several uh groups, you know, the Avengers, the the Force Works, uh the Jury, Stars, the Invaders, uh just several others. But I really think that Cena would make a good John Walker, and there's a way, and they could work this guy in, especially if you know Chris Evans is no longer back to be Steve Rogers, because if you remember in Iron Man two, was it two or three, where they no three, where they came out with the Iron Patriot, three, 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 yeah, yeah, because because the president ends up in it. Briefly. Yeah, yeah. So you already have a precedent in the MCU that the government tries to, you know, push out a new sponsored superhero. Right? Right. So I see this as very plausible that they could take somebody like Walker. You'll say, all right, soldier, you're now Captain America because the world needs Captain America. Government has the shield back. Remember, Cap just dropped it on the ground at the end of Civil War. Right. And thanks to Black and thanks to T'Challa, we have he, another shield for him. Get that man a shield. So yes, he doesn't need that shield, though he may have it for a brief time in Avengers Four. Who knows? True. And here's here's another piece of uh, I'm going to call it evidence that they could do this because apparently. They almost had Cap in the U.S. agent outfit or a variation Ooh. thereof. 
And this is another one of those articles that are coming in from uh, comicbook.com. And according to, uh, let's see, the Art of Avengers Infinity War book uh, just came out. There are pictures of Steve Rogers in a black, white, and red striped outfit that looks a whole lot like the U.S. agent one. I I think they made the right choice where they just ripped off the, the white star off of his outfit. I thought that was the best thematic choice. Right. But, oh, dear Lord, I I think this would be perfect to to try to bring now does this mean they're just going to you know keep going on keep going on no they can't they can't do it and expect to be as successful i think if you put that in purposefully if you write in he's a different character he has a different character journey you could pull this off i think so but let's see i believe that uh, i believe us agent was part of the west coast avengers uh, at least briefly, briefly tell into the like, midway through the the run to almost tell into the run. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, mm-hmm. but yeah, I see. I think there is plenty of potential to bring in the U.S. agent. Yeah, and to bring in, in if you're gonna bring that guy in, somebody like John Cena would be a good fit. Because he's got the physique. He's got a similar background to the character. Yes. Hopefully just no Red Skull and Hydra ties in. But di- didn't we almost see U.S. Agent a little sooner? You talking about in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No. Well, no. Like maybe in Infinity War? What the, What have I been saying so far? Uh, you got me confused now. Okay, maybe I'm confused. I thought we'd been talking was, about John Cena right. being cast. Potentially being right. cast as U.S. agent. Right. But we haven't touched on, or I maybe I'm lost, but I thought I didn't think we had touched on Cap almost wore the costume in Infinity yeah. War. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I'm lost. I apologize. Yeah. It's, That's okay. It's when I, when hey, Mike. I'm, I'm hey, Mike. Of, yo. hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. What? Steve Rogers almost wore the U.S. agent outfit in Infinity War. Awesome. But, you know, I still can't see him. Oh, well, wait, there you that's, go. That's John Cena. Yeah. You, you, hi, I'm U.S. agent. I promote hustle, loyalty, and... Yeah. But, yeah, I... And a five-knuckle shuffle. For those of you, for those of you wanting to see this, uh, you could go to comicbook.com, or you could purchase the the, uh, the new book, The Art of Adventures Infinity War. Yes. Which... Go to, go to Books A Million, go to Barnes & Noble... Go to Amazon. Uh, it, the pictures are are really interesting because there are a lot of variations that they explored. Some of them were pretty much all black. Yeah. Some of them were just black and white. There was there are blue variants and and black variants and red variants. But the big picture in the article is very clearly based off of the red, white, and black outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Which we. See similar in uh, Avengers Assemble during the Iron Skull storyline on the animated series. So, um, but how about this though? Avengers Four. The runtime is currently. Wait, I missed the story. I just took your story. That's okay. No, it's not. Black Panther star. 
Letitia Wright is confirmed to return for the sequel, according to the runtime. <laughs> um, How did we win an award at, now again? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, thankfully, the committee did not hear this particular episode. Was, issue. Issue. We have issues. And, oh, boy, tonight, tonight we, we got issues. Um, Island, we hope you're back for next week, son. I, I really hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think after the news I gave you guys yes this morning, uh, Kylan definitely ran away. <laughs> I, I think we broke Kylan. Oh, we're, we're gonna... you about broke me. We're, we're... I think folks, I, I think I, 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 we can't talk about this. We can't talk about this yet. It's just, folks, it, 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 what he's talking about is potential guests on the show, and things are very still up in the air about this. So we can't comment who it is, or you know what the the Marvel ties in would be tie ins. I guess is the right word. Yeah. But hopefully we can have more information about this in the very near future. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it like this. Ninety four Roger. <laughs> okay, don't you have a story that you did not I steal do. from? Yes, I do. A recent report from Deadline uh, has announced that Letitia Wright and John Boyega's casting in Hold Back the Stars uh, has an interesting footnote in regards to the MCU. As the report reveals, Wright will reprise her role as Shiri in Black Panther sequel, uh, in the Black Panther sequel, and most recently wrapped the Avengers film coming next summer. Now, for some fans, this will come as a surprise, as Shuri was one of the few Marvel characters whose fate was left up in the air at the end of Infinity War. While Shuri did play a role in the film, attempting to help sever Vision's connection um, from the Mind Stone, she wasn't shown in the massive montage of characters fading or not fading into dust. Because she did not attend that concert. All right, here's the thing. I have said before on this show that what I believe is going to happen in Infinity War, in, in Avengers 4 is that they are going to bring Vision back online. Yep. Because he turned white, just like the white version of Vision in the comics. But he had no personality. Yeah. He had no emotions. So you got to do that with Shuri. Yep. Well, you don't have to, but Shuri is, you know, we don't know how far she got dis- dis- disconnecting, I'm fumbling for a word, I'll get it there eventually, disconnecting vision from the Mind Stone. Well, we also don't know, too, how much she might have backed up vision's programming before doing all that as well. That's true. So, um, now granted that Avengers 4 and Black Panther news may not entirely spell out, uh, her fate, it does hint to audiences that we haven't seen the last of her in the MCU. Uh, this news will probably support the ever growing theory that Shuri could suit up as the Black Panther, especially now that her brother, T'Challa, T'Challa, I just can't talk tonight, uh, was one of Thanos' casualties. Um, if this is what was meant to happen, then why not? But my thing is, where we meet her now in the MCU, she's young, she's preparing, she's into technology, she's creating, and she's really fun and focused on that. So it's so if that's meant to happen, then cool, but at the moments, 
hey man, Chadwick Bosman is like killing Black Panther. I'm happy. I'm happy to help out with gadgets for now. But if it's meant to be, it'll be. I'm sure he's an amazing Black Panther. How about she becomes the tech to help build Ironheart, which is the why not the the Tony Stark or the Iron Man replacement for Tony Stark when he steps down? Because who knows how what many is films she? is left with with the. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, okay, I've said this before again, but I really get the feeling that Robert Downey Jr. would play Tony Stark until the day he dies. True. And just just because this is th- that character completely revitalized his career. Yeah. So. So yeah, I just it, yeah, I just I don't see him leaving the role. I. At this point, he's made so much money off of that character, uh, off of that role. If I were him, I'd be willing to play it for free. Yeah. Okay, maybe not quite free. I mean, throw me a Big Mac and fries on occasion. (laughs) But, I mean, I would not ask for a crap ton of money just because I enjoy the role. And we assume that he enjoys the role because, I mean, that's the impression that that he seems to project. Yeah. I mean, you can't believe he doesn't enjoy the role. This is true. So, and who knows, maybe she becomes a stand in black Panther until T'Challa comes back. Right. But what if we see an iron heart type suit of armor? That's kind of like a cross between black Panther, iron heart and war machine. That'd be awesome. Almost like so an there iron, you go. yeah, an Iron Panther, uh, or Iron Hammer as well, which has See? been happening recently. So yeah, yeah and of course, you know, Avengers Four has just recently, uh, for the most part, wrapped up. So who yeah. knows when things are coming for that? Well, I can tell you when things are coming for that. You know how I can tell, Mike? How's that? I can tell because Marvel's website. Has a countdown timer that threw that got thrown up on their website today for the movie page part of the website. Counting down to midnight, 12 a.m. May night, May third, 2019. At the time of this recording, 175 days, one hour, five minutes, and 53 seconds Eastern time. Okay, and that's just it's like a bajillion seconds. This is going to be one of the longest countdown timers ever. And the only thing it's that's going to be longer end. than the wait, the only thing longer than the wait is the current runtime of the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, according to an article from the HollywoodReporter.com, uh, Joe Russo, co-director, has revealed that the film is Marvel Studios' longest ever. Now, the length could change. But uh, he was he was doing an Instagram chat to promote uh, his new bar opening up in downtown L.A. He says, quote, the running time on Avengers four is currently sitting right at three hours. We'll see if that holds. Please tone it back. You thought you thought Revenge of the Sith was a long movie. You thought Return of the King was a long movie. If you thought Sword in the Stone. Oh, wait, never mind. If you thought Sword in the Stone was a long movie, you have a attention span of a chihuahua. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I um, just may. 
He was asked about where the movie is in terms of post-production. So he said, quote, we're about halfway through the editing process. We're just really scratching the surface on our visual effects shots. There are more than 3,000 visual effects shots in the movie. Wow. Think about this. 3,000. Yeah. That's 1,000 per hour. 1,000 per hour. There's only 60 minutes in an hour. Think how many shots per minute average. True. I'm not gonna. Math hurts my brain. I was an art major. Well, hold on. Let me, but, let me check with the computer, see what it says. Uh, 1,000 divided by 60. Okay, hold on. Yeah, computer can't. Jarvis must be out tonight. Oh. He's got something going with Cortana, hasn't he? Possibly. Let me double check the Jarvis side of things. Yeah. Yeah. No help tonight. Dude, that was a ColecoVision. <laughs> no help tonight. Okay. So while you were trying to get Jarvis on the line, I just I pulled up my calculator. A thousand divided by sixty. 16 and two-thirds visual effect shots per minute. Wow. That's Six insane. Per, that's like one per four seconds. Yeah. That is just wow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I uh, said so the the, virtu- the visual effect shots require a lot of time and thought and energy and effort, and we're very early in the phase of getting visual effects done. We just started work with Alan Silvestri on the score. I love oh. that movie. Yes. I still uh, – one of my favorite movie scores is Back to the Future. Yes. It will always be. I think that's the one that put him on the map. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He stayed tight-lipped on the title of the movie, saying uh, – he says, will the stakes be higher in Avengers 4? Absolutely. A hundred percent. The highest of any of the films to date without question. Now, Avengers Infinity War was two hours and 40 minutes. So this movie, if you thought Avengers Infinity War was a long movie, and it was, this movie will be 20 minutes longer than that. So that is that to me is just kind of like, this is one of those pee before you go in the theater movies. Yeah. And because, <laughs> yes, if any war was a long movie, but it did not feel that way. Right. And if Maybe you, because there was so much ground to cover, it would not let you catch your breath. And if you take a drink, wait until about 45 minutes in. Because if you, if you know, if you start as you, as you walk in, you're not going to. You're never gonna make it to the end credit scenes. No, no, I, I made that. I made that mistake with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Never again. Yeah. So. so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it. The problem with editing it down, and this is kind of like a no-brainer. You don't think about it, but of course it's that way. When you edit something down for time, you lose content. I mean, that's that's a given. Right. If they cut it down below three hours, it, they may need to keep it at three hours. Just so they can cover everything. But I still, I, I was kind of disappointed in the Infinity War uh, DVD release because I was hoping for more deleted scenes, more content on the DVD. Right. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. I was just kind of hoping, I wanted more. I wanted more behind the scenes footage, I wanted more deleted scenes footage. So 
if you're going to cut stuff out of Avengers 4, put it back on the DVD. I don't care if it's just two actors in front of a green screen talking. I want to see what you I want to see what wound up on the cutting room floor. I agree. I agree. More so than I usually do because I want I love seeing that stuff. So I am okay. right there with you. But you know where else we are? Right there with you, the our field agents, our listeners. How about our friends, our Romans, our countrymen? How about our picks Let of the week? Years. Oh, okay. So uh, my first pick, actually, you know, I'm going to start with you since you get the EU this or MU this week. EU. Sorry, I'm talking <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I've got the expanded universe for this week because you got that going for me, which is nice. All right, my first pick of the week is Cosmic Ghost Rider number five of five by Donny Cates, Dylan Burnett, and Burnett and Jeff Shaw. The dramatic conclusion to the series everyone is talking about, featuring Punisher, Thanos, Punisher, and Thanos, plus a few more surprises, some terrible deaths, and maybe a little redemption. Sounds unlikely, given who we're talking about, though. Okay. Well, my first pick is Captain America number five. Uh, it's Nietzsche Coates, Lineal Francis Yu, and Alex Ross. Uh, winners... Winter in America continues as the noose of betrayal tightens around the necks of Captain America and his closest allies. The power elite makes its move in the person of the immortal Solani. So that's that. Okay. My second pick of the week is Vault of Spiders number two by Cullen Bunn, David Williams, Giuseppe Camoncoli, and more. <laughs> A Spider-Geddon tie-in. Way past first blood. The Spider Army needs new recruits. No one's too weird to die for or serve the cause. Ryan North joins the cause with an incredible story starring Spider-Mam, a spider-powered Aunt May with Dave Williams on art. Cullen Bunn brings you the tale of a nightmare world where monsters roam the streets and a Spider-Man strange enough to call it home. You will never guess who's under the mask. Jeffrey Thorne brings us an all-new spider character to the table with a spider-powered Captain Stacy. Captain Police Officer by day, Vigilante by night, in a way you've never seen before. Interesting. Well, my second pick of the week is Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 38. Uh, Ryan North, Derek Charm, Erica Henderson. Squirrel Girl is Dead is what you'd be saying if you only read the cover of our last issue and not the contents in which we revealed a shocking twist. Squirrel Girl is alive. Yes, the good news is everyone's favorite squirrel-themed superhero is alive and well, but the bad news is whoever replaced her was a shape-shifting alien scroll, and now Team Doreen doesn't know who to trust. Mysteries deepen, allegiances are tested in this issue as a shocking scroll is revealed. It's not Nancy, though. Nancy's great. (laughs) My third and final regular pick for the week is Thor number 7 by Jason Aaron, Tony Moore, and Michael Del Mundo. A tale of young Thor from the Viking Age. Every time Thor comes to Midgard, he gets all the mead, battle, and romance a young god could possibly want. But he still can't figure out how to prove himself worthy of Mjolnir. 
And now Odin is determined to keep his son away from Midgard for good. And young Loki knows just the way to do it. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is by Cy Spurrier, Emilio Lazio, and Ashley Witter. And it's Dr. Afra number, Star Wars Dr. Afra number 26. Dr. Afra, worst among equals, on the run from the law in the alien city. Dr. Afra can't stray more than a few paces from her companion without both of them blowing up. Time to cooperate, right? Except, unfortunately, her companion is Triple Zero, a sadistic murder droid who's more interested in her death than playing nice. A brand new misadventure for the galaxy's foremost immoral archaeologist starts here. And so. my Marvel Unlimited pick for the week is Marvel What If, Volume 2, Number 4. For what if the alien costume had possessed Spider-Man? Now, I got the inspiration for this for two for two things. Uh, one, of course, is the Venom movie, and the other one is the Heist DLC for the Spider-Man PlayStation game. Uh, the reason being, the the Heist DLC pretty much revolves around the Black Cat, Felicia Hardy and her former relationship with Spider-Man because we have, I'm not going to go with, with spoilers from the game for those of you who've not played it yet. Um, it was a little shorter than I expected was shorter than I liked, but it was still really good while it lasted kind of like their relationship. But it was, uh, it was while Peter and MJ had broken up, he started dating Felicia. She said she wanted to go straight. He was giving her a second chance. They would they would take down criminals. Unfortunately, she would steal from the criminals that they were taking down, and so they kind of split up. So there you have it on that. Basically, the storyline of this What If, and it's What If from October 1989, is uh, – you know the story of how Spider-Man picked up the black costume and turned out it was an alien symbiote. Right. Well, it started uh, – it, it, it had kind of bonded with him, and it was basically draining him of his life energy, his adrenaline. And in the comics, in the mainstream comics, he did find a way to separate himself from the symbiote and almost destroy it. But, of course, it slithered away and it bonded with Eddie Brock, and we all know what happened after that. Right. But in the course of this what if, he fails. He fails to separate himself. And this, at this t point in time, Peter and Felicia are dating in the comics as well. So uh, long story short, the symbiote takes control of Spider-Man, pretty much drains him drains him dry, and he dies of pretty much extreme old age. The, the symbiote winds up possessing other people, including both Thor and the Hulk. Ooh. And it, well, oddly enough, he basically sucks the Hulk out of Banner. When he abandons the Hulk, there's only Banner remaining. Banner must have been happy about that. Uh, you know, I didn't see, I don't remember reactions the last time I read this. But, uh, yeah, uh, when, but the thing is, when Spider-Man was really old, he was working on, uh, plans for a device that would kill the, the symbiote. 
Well, Reed Richards comes across these plans after Peter dies. And so he builds it. And so they track the, they track it down and he comes within just like, a, you know, stops just short of killing it. So they're, they're all standing around saying, you know, well, you know what do we do with this? We, we gotta, we gotta capture it. We've got to study it, et cetera, et cetera. All of a sudden, here comes a blast out of nowhere and destroys it. And it's Black Cat with an identical copy of the device that Peter had come up with. Turns out she made a copy of the plans, took them to the kingpin and asked for his help in basically avenging her, her Spidey. And he does on the condition that she agreed to work with him, work for him for the rest of her life. Wow. And so she does it just to get, just to get her revenge on it. The crazy things you do for love. Or revenge. Or revenge. Or revenge in the name of love. Or love in the name of revenge. True. So, well, since we got some time, I found one more story. The Eternals to reportedly start production as of September of 2019. So not in humans. The Eternals. Eternals. Correct. Uh, as in Thanos, Eros, Mentor, Cersei. Yep. Makari. Ooh, that would be an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Zhao is set to direct the film and reportedly impressed Marvel Studios quite a bit after meeting with them. Uh, this fits in the line of news that would see a release in 2020 and the rumors that they are eyeing, eyeing to start production in 2019's quarter four. There is mm. a chance that the news will officially be released once Avengers 4 is aired. Uh, we still know very little about what's planned. Um, beyond the tentpole film, uh, the internals have an interesting history in the comics that may help explore some aspects about the MCU that we never got a deeper look at. Um, they were genetically experimented on by the Celestials. So we get to, so we may see a return of Peter Quill's father, Ego, uh, and a revolution on whose head was turned into nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, maybe they will explore ties between the Asgardians and the the Internals to give more backstory to the Nine Realms and Odin. There's a lot of potential to explore here, uh, especially with everything that has already been built up over the last 10 years. Of course, the story came to us from MCU Exchange. Okay. In the comics, they were the Eternals of Titan. Titan being Thanos' home planet. Right. The one that they fight on. The one that's already been ruined. So I wonder, could we see how Titan looked before? This is possible. It is possible. So So um, this would be a Thanos... Oh, dear Lord. I just had a thought. Uh Uh-oh. This is basically going to be a Thanos prequel. A Thanos origin story. Uh, Very well could be. This could be where he gains his, his his philosophy of balance. Yeah. This could be seeing showing him as a good guy. This is where he went off the deep end. Yeah. Very much so. so. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, for putting up with us. <laughs> what a crazy night. Uh, to be honest mm. with you, I feel very slapsticky tonight. I mean, I, I, 
I'm here, I'm, but I'm not. If that makes sense, I, I just blame meds, blame allergy meds. Okay, it's probably the safest thing to do. Uh, but I, I do feel a little out of it. But hopefully, I was entertaining. I know Eric's no, always entertaining. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. Uh, check out the website, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MarvelGeeks and Mighty Marvel Geeks everywhere else. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. You can always email us at MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, new site for the shops coming soon. Uh, I actually have the, have, if you remember from the old site for our shop, the comic book strip jersey. I actually have that coming. So be able to talk about that here shortly. There you go. Let's hope. So, um, looking at possibly a Black Friday when the show site comes back up, uh, looking at possibly a Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. That'll start Black Friday and on Cyber Monday. So you can get, hopefully try and save you some money to get that shirt for yourself. Make sure you get for everyone else. Cause you know, the stuff makes great presents for everyone else as well. Share your love of our show with your family and loved ones. Buy them stuff too. So. Um, any final thoughts from yourself, sir? Nope. Nope. I'm still wrapping my head around a Thanos prequel. Yeah, I hear you. Well, then, it's only one other thing to do. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Oh, nope. he's finally back. Oh, he, yeah, he's finally back. Just in time to go dark. I'm sorry, I stole your line. No. I did. It doesn't matter who Hashtag says it. sorry, not sorry. We just got to figure out how to get Kyla to say it. Let me get my people working on this. <laughs> we, we may have to trick them into it. <laughs>